Hi, I'm Melanie Huggard. Welcome to Eavesdropping, a conversation between two life consultants where we talk about the questions that can be scary. These are conversations that spark curiosity, insight, perspective, and breakthrough. This podcast might trigger you, and I actually hope that it does. I hope that it triggers you into growth. Let's dive in. Hey, Rachel. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> I just hurried up and hit record. That sounds great. We always have such wonderful conversations. We do. We were just talking about how we wish that we would literally just walk in the door and start hitting record. Yes. Because um, that We've already probably, talked about amazing things that I wish. We've talked about such fun things already. And this is the whole point of the podcast. Yeah. It's, it's to eavesdrop on the conversation of two life consultants. And so, so you literally are eavesdropping because we already were in the middle of a conversation <laughs> and then you came and joined us. Yes. Which just feels perfect. <laughs> um... Yeah, so there's so many things that we could talk about and continuing what we were talking about. Yeah, just so good. Which was really good. So let's just continue from there. I love that. Yeah. That sounds great. And where we landed before I started pressing record was um, talking about being addicted to God. Yeah. And tell the, tell the um, amazing story that you had realized, if you feel comfortable, about like wanting the presence of God. Oh yeah, and the supernatural. And what and craving to feel like God mm-hmm. was coming in and intervene. Yeah. Yeah, I had found um I've had an increased desire mm-hmm. and hunger for the supernatural. Yeah. So like I want to lay hands on the sick, watch them recover. Yeah. Which isn't bad. This yeah. isn't this none of this is bad. So please hear me. Yeah. Please hear me. Um, <laughs> She's saying that it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> this isn't bad. Yeah. But I really do enjoy to know what motivates me. Beautiful. Same. I always ask myself what might be hiding underneath yeah. anything that I feel a strong desire for. Yeah. Yeah. And so especially when it's like a new increase in desire or a new... It's like, huh, what's what's been happening that mm. this is now... Great self-awareness. Because it kind of felt... A little bit out of the blue. Like a shift. Like a, a shift. noticeable shift. Right. Which, yeah. in the past, I would have said the Lord's moving. Oh, that's so important. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Right? I How know. often do we see that happen in the ourselves and other people? God's yeah. doing something, which can he is. totally be happening. And he is doing and something. And he is doing something, but thing that might be happening mm-hmm. might actually be your different. emotions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might be different than what might you think. might be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, my desire to see this like supernatural moves of people being healed. Yeah. I've been supernaturally healed. Yeah. Um, the fact that I have children mm-hmm. is, is a miracle, a yeah. literal miracle. Wow. Um, I was given no percent chance of having children Wow. until I, they, I told them, well, I already have children, uh, yeah. one child. And they said, oh, okay, well, we don't know how that happened. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, here's all the like things wrong like with you. like your life is a miracle and, in various it actually, chapters. It actually is because yeah. in the what it ended up being was I was supposed to be miscarried. Yeah. My I have broken chromosome. Yeah. And it re-healed wrong. And oh they said, gosh. we don't, we actually don't know why you're here. So, <laughs> Um, wow. We don't know that you can have kids. We're not giving you any percent chance. And I said, but I have one. And they said, okay, 10% chance then. And then I went on to have two more kids. That's wild. I had five miscarriages in total, though. Yeah. 
So um, there was a lot of pain so with hard. that. But yeah. incredibly painful. But yeah, so miracles. I love miracles. Who doesn't love a good miracle, right? Sure. Who doesn't want to see some crazy stuff that God's doing <laughs> and have this proof? But yeah. um, I had given myself time instead of just assuming God's moving and assuming it's mm-hmm. a good desire. Not that it, any part of this is bad. Yeah. Right? It's just observing and being curious about yourself yes. without judgment without right? judgment like something is happening i'm not deciding what it means yet i'm not deciding what it means yet mm-hmm. that feels so important my therapist talks about that most of the torment that we have in our life well most feels like a very extreme state <laughs> so maybe don't hear often. as often <laughs> it's in the meanings that we assign to things yeah like oh i'm feeling this because of this thing and often it's things that are meanings from our childhood yes and just that we don't actually take the time to pause and ask ourselves, hey, is there something else happening? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I took the time and I paused. <laughs> so you did the thing. I did the thing. <laughs> and I asked the why. Yeah. Why, why, Lord? Why self? Yeah. Why do I want? Like, why, mm-hmm. why am I feeling this right now? Yeah. And I realized it's because there's some people that I love yeah. who are really struggling. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if God moved in miraculous, supernatural yeah. ways, it would prove mm-hmm. something. Yeah. It would prove how much he, how, how powerful he is. Mm-hmm. It would prove how much he cares. It would prove all of these things. Mm-hmm. And it also would relieve my suffering. Yeah. I was going to ask, cause the, and then what happens after that? Yeah, it would relieve my suffering yeah. of having to watch this loved one mm-hmm. struggle. Now... I was like, this is fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, fascinating that um, seeing that clear motivation. Mm-hmm. Did it change mm-hmm. my desire? Mm-hmm. It did not. Yeah. It's understanding it. It just gave me understanding as to maybe what might drive me. Yeah. Right? And maybe, I guess, hopefully giving yourself compassion for what the pain was actually mm-hmm. also about. I think sometimes, if, especially if we read it as spiritual, yeah. sometimes I think we miss this opportunity to engage with pain and compassion in the pain yeah. because we miss that pain is what is actually driving, not just spirituality, yeah. right? And I think it's not that we're making it like God's not involved. He is it's involved. not like we're kicking God out. No. But what we are saying is, there might be pain underneath that we might miss if we just assign to this, like, yeah. God's plan or right. God's purpose or I'm even feeling something prophetically. Right. And God is absolutely in the healing, right? Yeah. Like, he wants to do those things. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean, oh, now I can't believe for these things. Mm-hmm. But what it does mean is, oh, now I get a special, unique moment where I get to give him my pain around this yeah. and believe afresh Without that pain silently motivating me, silently pushing me into certain actions. Yeah. Right? So now I'm aware of it, and I get to pray from a real place of faith, Mm -hmm. not a place of pain. And I think a place of vulnerability too, right? Mm -hmm. You get to like extend authentic vulnerability with God. Yeah. Where you're like, I want this. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Right. I don't know if this is going to shift, but God, mm-hmm. I want this, and I would love for you to come through. Also, I want you to know how I'm feeling about it. Yeah. And then 
here's the other side mm-hmm. that kind of unfolded for me. Yeah. I could get every answer to prayer that I could imagine. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean or guarantee yep. that that person is going to mm-hmm. receive it and hold it the way that they are going to change. That it'll change it, that their suffering stops, mm-hmm. that their suffering might just shift into <laughs> something else, right? Because yeah. I'm not talking about just physical. I'm not talking yeah. about like, oh, they have this disease and they need healing. I'm talking about like, I want supernatural proof so that this person's pain around God even mm-hmm. is healed, right? Yeah. And, um, and there's some other things too. There's some loved ones that I have around that too, yeah. that, um, you know, some extended family and stuff that mm-hmm. I want to see have these miracles. Right. And, um, in the end, what I realized, cause here's the truth. I've, I've seen a lady who had her leg grow out. Yeah. And... Like, her spine went straight. She, I literally saw the spine yeah. go from an S to a straight spine. Totally. Crazy stuff. Yeah. And she's not serving the Lord today. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's mm-hmm. some crazy, like, supernatural right. big pal we think would actually serve something. Yeah. Like that. Like, we think, oh, that would change their life. Right. And yeah, it'll change their life. It doesn't guarantee that they're going to yeah. be okay with God after that. Right. Which I think for me, you know, I'm not necessarily saying this is your motivation behind thinking mm-hmm. that way. But mm-hmm. for me, I know that I had a lot of that because of my own codependency. Yeah. So like the story of codependency in my life, I think the voice of codependency in my life as a little girl sounded like magical thinking where it was like either something that I'm going to do yeah. is going to magically fix it and uh-huh. I'm going to now get connection and not be abandoned and everyone's going to meet my needs and we're all going to be safe and it's going to be okay. We're all going to be safe. It's, everything's <laughs> going to be, oh my gosh, so magical. Or magical thinking about something else. Something is going to, if I just like hold on mm-hmm. long enough, mm-hmm. then something will happen. Something outside of this person will come in and fix the situation yeah. and they will then change yeah. and become what I need them to be. Yeah. And it's magical thinking, it right? It, and it's a lot of times it's for me in my childhood, like it was out of place of codependency mm-hmm. and it was my way to survive. Mm-hmm. And I was... Um, I think we all have a little bit of like need to feel like something will change yeah. at some point in our lives yeah. when we're little because it feels so hopeless. We don't have any autonomy mm-hmm. to create real change mm-hmm. when we're kids. And yeah. so we have these beliefs about like if something magical happens, either I will become magical yes. <laughs> or God yeah. will intervene in a magical way yeah. or my parents will just magically change mm-hmm. and then everything is going to be okay. Yeah. And I'm thinking of how like this comes back to the stories that we tell ourselves about mm-hmm. suffering and about others yeah. suffering. And, um, so important. Yeah. And how, um, decades ago, Decades ago. Okay, I'm old enough for decades. Um, (laughs) I remember um, praying a specific prayer where I was like, Lord, something's got to give. Something's got to break. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And I had this immediate understanding, oh, it it needs to be me. 
Mm-hmm. Like if something's going to give, mm-hmm. the only one I can actually work on is me. Is you. Yeah. So, and there was like this immediate amazing understanding of, okay, I'm signing up. Mm-hmm. It's going to be me. Yeah. Because the stories that I'm telling myself are hurting me. Yeah. And it's causing me undue suffering in ways that I don't, I don't need to suffer. Yeah. Because I'm, my brain and my nervous system wants to make everybody safe. So I can feel safe. Mm-hmm. And that's the key, right? It's the, the motivation is mm-hmm. because I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe. And so I feel like if I can, if this outside thing will be fixed, mm-hmm. that emotional need that I have to feel safe, to feel secure, to feel like everything's going to be okay, mm-hmm. that is going to be met. Yep. Yeah. So I had to get really good at being okay with pain. Yeah. And... Having like Others holding, pain. yeah, that feels very true. Yeah. So that's all I have to say about that part. <laughs> the kind of where like there's no like, here's the big great solution to this, and yeah. you know like, yeah, this is what why this is matters, or here's your three steps. I mean, real talk, there's no three steps. Yeah. There's no. Here's my six ways to better health or like you're, you're setting up for a lifelong process. Mm. We're not gonna, you know, I had a client earlier today. She was like, I just, you know, I want to know when this is done. Like yeah. when can I be done? Yeah. And talking about the healing process and learning yeah. to love herself. And, yeah. and I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like, we're years in now. (laughs) Well. I was like, you're not, you're not gonna like, this isn't, I'm gonna do this exercise and Mm -hmm. get my body to where I need it to be. And then I never have to do this again. Mm -hmm. This, this, you're signing up for a lifelong lifestyle of choosing yourself and loving yourself. And, um, this isn't about fixing. Mm. Like, you want to fix it so that you can be better, but you actually can't fix it. You're always, your brain's always going to find ways to tell you something's wrong. Mm. And so, like, you learning to love yourself yeah. and have compassion on yourself in any given situation. Right. That's what my goal would be with you. Yeah. How do you connect to yourself? How do you love yourself? Mm-hmm. No matter what. Because yeah. there's going to be a lot of things you won't be able to fix. Yeah. And I think, like, embracing humanity. Mm-hmm. For me, like, that's the biggest thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. my intention isn't necessarily to, you know, going back to what I was talking about with codependency and, like, something is magical is going to happen that's going to create shift, you know? I think so much of that is um, the belief that, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the belief that. Did I distract you and make you lose your concentration? I had an A to D moment, and then literally my brain has I was having a real hard time snapping back into place. <laughs> I was shifting oh, in my seat, embracing our humanity. Because <laughs> I think, like, I think opposite to me of codependency, uh-huh. right? Opposite to me of even just having magical thinking around others, having magical thinking around me, even like 
I know this is going to sound blasphemous, but, like, magical thinking around God, like, mm-hmm. at all these situations are just going to be, like, fixed because right. God can, you know. Right. I think for me now, the goal isn't, like, isn't fixed. Yeah. Isn't fixed for me. Isn't fixed for others. Right. Isn't fixed right. for any of it. It's all about, like, how do I, my job is to embrace humanity. Mm-hmm. Over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Embrace my humanity over and over and over again. Accept yeah. my humanity over yeah. and over and over and over again. Accept yeah. the people's in front of me's humanity mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Yeah. And and for me, even with God, it's not about necessarily God's humanity, but embracing where God is present in my humanity. Mm-hmm. And surrendering the places of... I don't... No, mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. don't understand. Yeah, I feel confused. Yeah, but in yeah. the middle of it, I'm going to connect to God's desire to be present and embrace me in the middle of my humanity. Yeah. And I know that I know that I know that He wants to embrace my humanity. He wants to embrace my family's humanity. He mm-hmm. wants to embrace my husband's humanity. Yep. If He didn't want to embrace humanity, He wouldn't have come as a human. Yeah. So, yeah, and you know, surprise to me and my like Enneagram one self, <laughs> he didn't really like come and act like he was really here to fix that much. Yeah, <laughs> like he did do obviously a lot of miracles, and mm-hmm. so I'm not in any way negating that, but if we look at his life, right? Like right. he was here. <laughs> Right. For a long time. But even like... Seemingly taking his time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even the... Like I think of like in the Bible where it says... um, You know, I think it was the blind man. And, and they asked like, who sinned? Mm-hmm. That this man is blind. Him or yeah. his parents? Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like... You, you it's know, not about that. It's not about that. You yeah. guys want to blame somebody... You need a you need to fix it, yeah. right? Like blame often is attached to fix. That feels so true. Yes. Blame, yeah. It's like oh, like mm. when blame is around for me. Yeah. There's always a fix. A fix. It's like oh, if I know who to blame, then we know how to fix it. Yeah. I think that's such a good a good a good word. Blame is around and fix. Mm-hmm. I was having the conversation recently with somebody. Um, we were talking about performance and, and they kind of were talking about like similar to what you're saying. When am I going to be done with this? Yeah. And, um, someone that I love, a mentor of mine was like, well, what if you're never done with this? And that was really triggering this person because they were like, uh, how will I have motivation to do anything? Also, why am I even doing this thing? (laughs) If it's not going to be fixed, what's the point? Mm -hmm. Was really the emotion. And it's pretty common. It feels like so common. Mm-hmm. And what I, you know, ended up kind of saying was a lot of times it's not actually about being fixed as much as it's about what we think we will get to feel once we are fixed. So good. Yeah. So it's about so like, I think that I will get to feel at peace with myself when uh-huh. I'm fixed. Uh-huh. I think that I will get to feel like I have self-worth when I'm fixed. Oh, I think that I so will good. get to feel, you know, connected. A lot of people feel like I'm not abandoned. This is my way to avoid abandonment. Mm-hmm. If I am fixed, then mm-hmm. I can avoid 
no one will ever not like me again if I am fixed. Yes. Like we pin so much into the what I will get to feel one day when I am fixed. Yes. And I think for me, when I really look at that, when I really look at that, mm-hmm. I see that the emotions that I'm like, again, magical thinking, believing that I will get to feel yep. when this thing shifts, me, others, whatever, I will get to finally feel at peace with me. Well, does peace with me happen through finally figuring myself out? Well, no, like something randomly could happen at any given moment mm-hmm. and change the game for me. Mm-hmm. But So how do we get peace now? But how do I get peace now? Yep. And everything that I put in the box of I can only feel when I'm fixed, mm-hmm. I've realized I actually have permission to feel now. Yeah. I have permission to feel self-worth before I'm fixed. Yep. I have permission to feel peace with myself before I'm fixed. I want you to speak that to the audience. Like, yeah. like the friend that's listening right now, I want you to tell that, that friend. That's lovely. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. I just want you to know to your heart and to your soul, you have permission to have kindness towards yourself before you're fixed. Yeah. You have permission to like who you are before you're fixed. You have permission to enjoy your personality before you're fixed. You have permission to um, be at peace with your pain before you're fixed. And they just give you permission to explore the places that God didn't say, um, I want you to have life abundantly when you no longer have problems. He said, I came to give you life abundantly, which means that just being who we are mm-hmm. and present with God yeah. means that we're allowed to explore abundant life. Yes. And so I give you permission in this moment to explore abundant life, to explore the places where you're allowed to be at peace with you and you're allowed to feel positive emotions and you're allowed to feel good things towards yourself yeah. before you're ever fixed. Yes. yes. Quote unquote fixed. Yes. Yeah. So good. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this little rant and rave and whatever this was today. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Rachel, for hanging yeah. out. It was my joy and my pleasure. All right. We'll see you soon. Bye. 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 I am so excited that you joined us today. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you liked what you heard today, please like and follow us. Uh, Subscribe to our podcast. Share it with your friends. We want to hear your feedback too. So reach out to us via the contact info in the show notes. And we'll see you next time.